Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manesh. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today's a very special show, not only because we have a great guest, but also because it represents episode 1000 of the podcast. Thank you to all the loyal listeners for listening for all the last couple of years, and I look forward to another thousand episodes and beyond. I'm very excited about today's show. We've got a great guest all the way from Cambridge in the UK. Welcome to the show, Valerie Malone. Thank you, Victor. It's a pleasure to be here. Great to have you here. So you're based in the UK, but your business is focused here in North America, and I love what you're doing. Why don't you give us a little bit of your backstory and how you got to this point in your journey? Sure. So my investment and love for short-term rental properties began with me reluctantly agreeing with my husband to turn our basement into an Airbnb um, several years back. It was a wonderful experience in many ways, the people that we met, the financial flexibility that was gained. And as a designer with a design firm at the time, I started focusing my niche on finding Airbnb projects. And I did find a few projects that were really great. And then two things happened at once. Number one, I landed this fantastic Airbnb project. It was a three-bedroom home with a great budget. Number two, my husband was offered a position at Cambridge University in England, and we ultimately did decide to leap and move our family across the pond, which is where we are now. But before we moved, um, this was two years ago, before we moved, we had several months before we had to go, and I was wrapping up all of my projects with my design firm, Quill Decor. So I went forward with that project, the Airbnb house, and I documented the entire process. So what I ended up doing was filming an e-course inside of that house and using it as a case study essentially to teach from. So inside of this one house, I kind of walked people through in this e-course that I filmed my process. Here's what I did. Here's what was successful. Here's how I saved money. Here's where I invested in the furnishings. Here's where I went low, went high. And the reason that I did that is because I knew we were moving and I wanted to continue my business, but not necessarily have it location-centric to be able to take it online. And so that's where I exist now. My business is just here to help coach Airbnb and short-term rental hosts on design, the best design practices and processes. I develop content around this topic. And I, of course, have my e-course, which is kind of the, the mecca. I've poured lots of time and invested in great filming to really create this piece that is fun to go through. And at the end of, you know, you've learned a new skill, you've learned a little bit about design, but tailored towards your short-term rental. So it's for short-term rental hosts or people who want to co-host in this business and learn a bit about the designing and staging that will elevate their property and set it apart because of course it's an increasingly flooded market. I love that. And we see the same thing. We have a portfolio of short-term rentals ourselves. Uh, you and I spoke about it earlier. Um, you know, We're based in the Banff-Canmore area, which is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Apart from this year with COVID-19, they get on average four and a half million visitors a year to the national park. Uh, they're absolutely overrun with demand and it's supply constrained. Now the question is in the low season, how do you differentiate? And we discovered just like you that differentiating is the key to staying full, getting more than your fair share of occupancy. And the key to that 
is getting those reviews that say, wow, this was the most amazing place ever. And there's one particular line that we want to see in the reviews. And in particular, that is, wow, this was the most comfortable bed ever. Yes. People will will scour reviews just to see what other people say about your beds. And, and that's a big part of it. It's not just about the design, but it's about what the design does for the experience of the guest. And that's a lot of, that's incorporated in what I teach as well. It's about hospitality. And I think the reason that I love this area so much is that it allows hospitality and customer service to be at the forefront of this really fun, creative process. I love that. And I mean, think about it from the end user perspective. That's really where this business lives and survives is on differentiating on that. I mean, you think about it, you've got a hotel brand, Weston, that built an entire brand around the comfort of their beds, the Weston Heavenly Bed. They built a whole entire hotel brand around that. Exactly. Yeah. And if you look at if you look at platforms where hosts are kind of marketing themselves now, like Instagram, the hosts that are on there that I'm seeing that have the well-designed places and have the engaged owner, they're booked up for the rest of 2020. In the middle of a pandemic, they're booked up. So those are the places that are obviously the most successful in any time, a crisis or not. Certainly what we've seen is, of course, with the reduction in air travel, the the people that are booking are local, they're within driving distance. So the maybe the numbers aren't there. We're certainly seeing the demand. It's very strong. It's not the same nightly rates that we were seeing a year ago. So instead of, you know, six, seven hundred a night, we're getting two fifty, three hundred a night. It's still a good number. Still a very good number. And the vacancy is going to the junk in the market, which is exactly what we want. Now, this is perception that design has to cost a lot of extra money. And I don't share that view. What's what's your perspective? No, I don't think that it has to cost a lot of money. And I, I think that it has to be practical and realistic. And part of that is knowing where to invest and spend more and where you can really scale back and go lower with your dollars. So definitely design does not have to break the bank. And I think that focusing on the practical side of where you put that money is a part of the success there. Um, you can make a place look like a million bucks without it costing a million bucks. And that's, that's key. That's part of what it is that I'm trying to teach um, in this space. So you can get your cutlery from Walmart. It doesn't have to be from Value Village. Uh, you want to, you want things to match. We found things like making sure that your cutlery or your cooking knives are sharp. Simple thing. doesn't have to cost money. All of a sudden changes the user experience. So it's a little bit of attention to detail. We, we got some reviews. One person said, and I'm quoting almost verbatim, where she said, wow, it almost seemed like we were the very first residents that doesn't happen by accident. It's also systems and process so that everything has its place. The corkscrew has its place in the second drawer. The carrot peeler has its place. Like everything has its place. And when you do things checklist-based like that, it's also part of the experience. It's part of the design process, actually. Yeah, absolutely. And paying attention to the details is so important. I think that there are businesses out there in this arena that have gone into this real estate investment and sweeped up extra properties. And they're just, it's very clear when somebody is just in a thing to make money without any other real motive behind it. And it's really clear the hosts you find who, yes, of course you're in it to make money, but also there are some other whys back there. 
creating an experience for someone is a really exciting thing. For me, I, I do that through design and through paying attention to the details. And not everybody is highly detail-oriented. So again, that's why the guides on my site, I have free stuff on my site. That's why that's there to help you kind of hone in on, you know, I've thought a lot about this. I've outfitted many B&Bs successfully and here's where you need to pay attention and here's where you can kind of let things go a little bit. One of the things that we've done in our properties, and I'm curious to see if this is part of your design process, is we have laminated instructions. For example, in the bathroom, on the mirror, there's a branded laminated set of instructions saying here's where the hairdryer is located. Things like that, that you wouldn't, sometimes you don't even see that in a hotel room. So that little extra attention to detail just directs people on where to find things. Uh, here's where the extra supplies are if you run out of toilet paper or things like that. Those types of things, again, part of that cohesiveness is part of the overall design process as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, part of the reason that I was motivated to get into this, into the Airbnb short-term rental space is that we've stayed in Airbnbs all over the world. Some great and some very far from great that had a lot of potential. And I had a lot of advice for of simple things like you were saying and directing the guest on where certain other supplies are, making them feel cared for so that they're not wondering when they have a late check-in and their flight was late, how to get into the property, how to you know do certain things in the property, just making people feel taken care of having end tables on each side of the bed, which is, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've put my you know phone on the floor and plugged it in next to a, a bed in a fairly nice Airbnb. So yeah, there's there's a lot of things you can do to, to really elevate the experience for the guests through design and through the other details like we were discussing. I've looked at some of your design work and I have to say you've got some some stunning ideas that really, yeah, you really, you really do. Um, what is it that drives that that sense of style? Where's that inspiration come from? So actually, I have a style quiz on my site because I think that's one of the foundations of your design process is you have to know what style direction you're headed in. You need to have a plan up front. So the I have a pared down style quiz with about 10 different style outcomes that you can take as you begin your design journey for your Airbnb so that you know which direction to go. So say your property is a cool cabin in the woods. Obviously, you're not going to go super contemporary there. You might go a little bit more traditional. You might have like a cottage chic vibe. So the style really, it depends on a lot of things. It depends on what is already going on in the home that you're working with and not changing. It depends on the location of your property. Are you near water? Are you in the woods? It depends on your ideal guest. So who do you want coming into your property? What kind of style would appeal to them most? So it's an important thing to think about at the outset of a project and one that I highly recommend um, you start with as a foundation before you go on to Pinterest and start searching things that you like, understand what it is you're after and what you're searching for, and then hone in on that, grab a few images that you've pinned and really focus on emulating what's in those to create the feeling that you're going after, the ultimate style that you're going after, which will give you in the end a collective well-styled, designed-looking space um, versus something that's just thrown together. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Before you go to Ikea and buy the cheapest bookcase you can find to fill a spot. Don't just go to Ikea. That's that's the number one. Although I did just write a popular blog post called The Ikea That Your 
short-term rental property needs. And it's by far my most popular blog post (laughs) ever. (laughs) So I'm not against Ikea. They've got a lot of great things that you can fold into your design. But my number one cardinal rule that I want to make sure and say, my number one cardinal rule for designing is that there should be something in every room that is older than you. So it doesn't matter how old it is, but just the point is bring something into every room that is old and vintage and has some character and has some soul. And I, you know, Ikea front to back and every inch of your space is the opposite of that. So that's not to say that you, you can't fold in some cool Ikea pieces here and there because we all have budgets and this needs to be practical and realistic, but it shouldn't feel like you have Ikea, right? It should feel the opposite. (laughs) Well, exactly. And sometimes, you know, some people even know the Ikea catalog. They'll walk into a place and say, oh, that's the Billy bookcase. You know, they even know the brand. So it's, uh, you don't, you don't want that experience. You don't want that associated with your brand necessarily. That's right. (laughs) I love it. Well, Valerie, if folks want to connect, if they want to learn more, what's the best way? I have a website. It's Q-U-I-L-L, quilldecor.com. And um, Instagram is a great way to reach out to me as well. My handle on Instagram is at Quill Decor. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to answer any questions anybody has about short-term rentals or my e-course or anything else. And of course, because you are based in the UK, people shouldn't get the wrong idea. Your focus is still North American properties, North American investments, and in particular, sourcing good quality furnishings within the US, good quality fittings within the US. So sourcing is a key part of design. Exactly, which is why I focus on the U.S. for now. Maybe I'll move over to the U.K. someday. But yeah, most of my sourcing right now is focused on the U.S. because I know those brands really well. Well, Valerie, great to connect with you. And for the listeners at home, definitely reach out to Valerie at quilldecor.com, Q-U-I-L-L-Decor.com. In the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.